And welcome back to the Death and Betrayal podcast. Uh, I meant to actually check it what episode we're on, but we're somewhere close to 50. Um, this might be episode 9. I think this uh, is 49, I'm pretty sure. You know, give me two seconds. And I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking up to you. No, it's 47. Episode 47. Oh. Um, yeah, pretty good. We're almost to 50. That's almost pretty good. 50. Yeah, yeah. Wild. Um... We should do something special for our 50th episode. No, let's just save it for the 100th. Okay. Multi-centennials, not bicentennials. Yeah, right on. Uh, cool. So uh show's going to be a little off the hip because um, we're uh, we're hoping our guests can still join us here uh, later today. He had a, a bit of a thing pop up. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he'll be able to jump in. But, uh, yeah, we're going to do the usual stuff. We'll talk new stuff. We'll talk hobby progress, mm-hmm. gush over the push for beta Garmin. Cause, uh, particularly in the last 24 hours, that's gone. That's mm-hmm. grown like by like 50%. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I, I played a game in the push for beta Garmin just so that way I could help like kick things off and, yeah. uh, give an example of like sharing a bat report. And then mm-hmm. another guy in town, Chris Charon actually shared one. So I'm, I'm going to read that one out. Yes. Uh, Fantastic. And we'll, we'll talk about the first critical event as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, then we'll, we'll maybe talk about oh, the events that are going on and what, um, particularly for a guy can join us. And then um, we'll, uh, everything okay? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I heard you say, uh, "Oh no, seriously." And I was we, like, we, oh. "We we we had we had a little bit of a hiccup." Okay. Nothing major. Right. I just, nope. I was more worried than anything. Um. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So we'll talk about that and kind of like the plan for the first game and what what we're gonna do with uh, our characters and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So cool. So you uh, have been active, super active. You have literally started a global campaign mm-hmm. and... yeah we... go ahead no sorry um, continue uh, i was just gonna say like like i mean um this is this i think it's gonna be awesome because it's gonna it's gonna be over the next what eight, eight nine months uh it'll be through until uh like the end of march yeah end of march the beta beta garment so yeah so um... seven seven yeah seven eight months Yep. Yeah. Yeah, about that. We're already and people are already getting games in, which is awesome. First, so September first. Yeah, yeah, we've already. Well, actually, I should. I'm gonna hit refresh and see how many um, responses we've had so far on the forum. I've collated them. Yeah, right on. So we're uh, we're getting close to double digits there. Nice. That's that's exciting. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I'm I'm pretty stoked for it because we have a whole plan for ourselves, and Joseph and Kasperian, or Kasperian are gonna be we're gonna be having our first uh, showdown here in the very near future. We are trying to get uh, stuff painted up and ready to go, so they are chef's kiss. Yeah. Um, you yeah. have been working on your blood angels which is i mean i've been you've been sending me pics and the conversions you've been doing have been fantastic really giving your army a 
super, I don't want to say unique look, but each, everyone has character. A lot of character in your army. I love that. Yeah, yeah, like I'm not, I don't think I'm deviating too far from like what would be considered Blood Angels aesthetic. No, but... God, no. No, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, no, and, and I, I don't. I don't think you are, but you know we're talking, so I'm trying yeah. to give everyone listening. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we okay. have these conversations have... beforehand. <laughs> We've had lots of conversations, so I mean, yeah. Continue, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, conversion world uh, has been helping on the weapon side uh, mm-hmm. to chain chain stuff quite a bit. Uh, I had bought uh, you know Phoenix Terminators just for the arm pads, so I found that if you cut a Blood Angels Assault Terminator, like Indomitus Terminator. Mm-hmm a waist and then dremel out like his guts um then he fits perfectly on top of uh, a phoenix terminator tartarus terminator leg set and then all i have to do is shave the threes off because he's not third legion um so i've been mixing those together to make a command squad and bulking them up a little bit with custodian bits and and that sort of thing um so once i get the command squad like done and dusted then uh I'll for sure be able to do uh, the rest of the infantry, and I'll, I'll uh, some of them already have red, like my tactical squads already have red on them. I think we talked about that last yeah. episode, so no real progress there, but because it looks really good, like I took it to like Red Claw to see it kind of in the natural light, mm. and it looks good. But I'm gonna do one practice mini where I mix a little bit of like candy red, which is kind of transparent from Vallejo like premium series. Yeah with just like a drop or two of fluorescent red from Vallejo's premium series. And I'm going to do everything that I've already done. Uh, you cut out there. Full squads, but then add. Oh, hold, hold, you cut little, out there. You cut out there. Add a little bit more. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I think it still like, records it though, um, based on what I, I heard last time, but I don't know. Perfect. Make a note. And I'll make a note. I've already um, got yeah. a note. Um, yeah, so, you're uh, doing the fluorescent I'll, red. I'll yeah, so I'm gonna like mix a little bit of like fluorescent red with candy red, yeah, which is the transparent color from Vallejo Premium Series, and then put that over top of the the uh, the whole thing um, and see how that looks. But uh, the shadows are big and the shadows are long, and I think part of it is the sculpts, like because um, there's a lot like where they're walking, you get like full legs that would be like in shadow. Mm-hmm. Just makes my shadows look really long, which if you're looking at it from like that game table like it does not matter <laughs> like and if you're looking at it from kind of like you know the side that i've kind of designed it for pictures from then it mm-hmm. doesn't matter so i'm kind of like eh, i'll probably just leave it i guess who cares probably look good after oils and stuff and mm-hmm. um should be fine um but yeah i'll try i want to try one one more pseudo test mini and then if i don't like the way that that goes i'm going just back to what i did on these oh, okay screens and leaving it at that because it is very like rich and smooth and um and, and and it does look good and what I might try to do actually is just use like a gloss coat over it and then I'll like use a brush to put satin mm-hmm. uh, over top of like the metallics and the other the other um bits that I don't want to be shiny and then I'll just have them as like a shiny blood angels and which will be fine I'll just make them look kind of like it's lacquered on okay. but also kind of like it's blood. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I definitely, I definitely know what you're saying. Um, it's an, inter- you're basically giving them like they're bathed in blood almost, right? Like, like it, not, not bathed in blood. That's not the right yeah. But like, like, 
No, but like their armor is the color of like fresh blood. Fresh blood. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like fresh blood from the wound kind of thing. Like it's I get it. I understand it. I like it. Very very um very uh Age of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very um, dark. Like a doing, Yeah, a lot of people are doing the uh you know, like 90s um mm-hmm. like Blood Angels uh, I don't think I, I haven't seen any of them that look quite as good as like Kid Dangerous's on Instagram. But I don't think I follow that. Um, you should. He's in the Tale of Heresy Gamers. So that's Dan from the Tale of Heresy. Oh yes, Gamers. I follow him. Yeah, I yeah, I do. It's Dan. Yeah, Kid Dangerous is just his uh, Insta handle. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know. I know him. I just didn't know his Insta handle. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, yeah, uh, but oh, uh, yeah. You, fuck. I'm looking at his models right now. Yeah, his Kratos is uh, going to look juicy, so look mm. for them in the next article. Uh, also, I need to get some shit fucking printed for the article. I don't want to put more pictures up of, like, just whips. Oh, yeah. Um, or Well, I have completed models. I'll have, like, you know, Kasperian and the Command Squad done by then. But Yeah, yeah. Like, built by then, so I can just talk about Terminators if I have to. Yeah. Because um, I've got my... Crimson Paladins done as well. Like they're right. built. Nice. Right. So uh, yeah, we'll have uh, eleven Terminators. <laughs> Maybe twelve if I can find the time to build like a Chaplain in Terminator armor. Oh yeah. Cause that'll look good. I have that like limited edition Chaplain in Terminator armor, and I'll just like bling him up a little bit. Mm. Have him kind of match the uh, the command squad. Which one's that? The limited edition one. Um. I'm drawing a blank. Came out like last year or the year before. Oh, I've probably seen it. I just can't think of it right off the top of my head. Terminator Chaplain. It's this one. He even has a combi flamer. Oh, that's perfect. How convenient. Although, uh, I think I'm going combi grenade launchers. Oh, interesting. Because um, when I picked up the... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know which one, yeah. Yeah, when I picked up uh, like the Custodian Alaris Terminators for some of their bits, um, I'm left with a bunch of like their little arm grenade launchers. Mm-hmm. So I'm either going to put those grenade launchers on their arm and then like maglock a regular bolter to mm-hmm. their back. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to see if I can like easily make the plastic Tartarus combi bolter into a combi grenade launcher with it and then I'll I might actually just put it in their hands but um it might look cool if they just have them on like their arms I agree I think that'd but be cool Kasperian has his on a strap so because um, I used Raldehunt's combi combi weapon for oh, that. okay yeah 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 um and threw that on a Tartarus Terminator mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was doing it before it was cool like with the new um Phoenix oh yeah yeah <laughs> Um, you you were the trendsetter is what you're saying yeah Yeah, they they hacked into my phone and were like oh this guy we need need to steal his ideas yeah so get straps on all those combi weapons (laughs) before he does it Mm -hmm. yeah rush it out we can't have him put the first one no god no 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 you don't want that (laughs) yeah so um yeah, I think that's kind of all I've been... Well, I played a game, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but you've been uh, incredibly busy. 
Well, so with all the purples, I, I mean, I have test model after test model after test model of purples, different purples, different techniques, different this, different that. I could not find a purple that I liked, that photographed well, that had depth, that had, uh, for lack of a better term, warmth at this point. Yeah. Um, give me two seconds, actually. Uh, looks like our, our oh. boys to join. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, where is he? Uh, there he is. Dang. We'll add him to the call. Hey, 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 buddy. Yeah. Perfect timing. We're just talking about uh, what we've been doing hobby-wise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I have a lot of thinking to do then. Are you actually yeah. recording right now? Yeah, we yeah, are. We are. This yeah, is yeah. live. I'm, just, right. I'm throwing you right into yeah, the, yeah. the Deep mouth. end. Just, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What have I been doing hobby-wise? Uh, mostly Sons of Horse stuff. Um, yeah just been it's been super nice because just kind of falling back in love with the legion with new rules mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah i've been working on oh shit <laughs> so much i've been building a lot of stuff so i built like basically a bunch of destroyers i built a bunch of stuff in the plot the I got the starter box obviously like most people yeah yeah uh built up a plastic spartan I've been working on that. That's actually like my first company, Spartan. So I've done it up in the red and the black, made it look super sinister. I went above and beyond with the like, I've like uh, pinned chains to the doors on it and like put like chaos spikes on it and stuff and gargoyles on the, uh, cause I wanted it to look like Horace's Spartan. So tried not to overdo it cause I don't want it to be like goofy, chaosy over the top, but mm. I also wanted to make it look like, Oh, this is recognizably like a sinister, like this is probably Horace's Spartan himself and put a big banner on it as well with a Chthonian symbol, which is pretty dope. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm super stoked about it. I airbrushed it, did the reds on it, did the reds with like a really high contrast that uh, I've been really trying to focus on lately, seeing some of the really good um, painters on Instagram and stuff like that really inspiring but some of the stuff I notice is like the ones that really catch my eye a lot of times mm -hmm. the ones that are really good at contrast Yeah, where they'll yeah. take a, you know take any shade that you're doing but say whatever your highlight color is on the model just doing it starting it with a really really dark dull version of that color and working it up to a really bright version of that color Yeah, the red is like uh, very like super contrast black in the recess and then comes up to a really nice bright uh, sort of blood red mm -hmm. so just really stoked how that's turned out I also like how you did it from like top down so the darker uh, the darker um, red is at the top and as you come down the doors, it's, it brightens up quite a bit. I love that. Yeah, it's funny because I kind of like I reversed it. So like on the there's cert I basically <laughs> it's weird. I inverted it on the panels because I was just like when I did the C I did the CK Studios course a long time ago, mm. and uh, 
they taught us this the idea of doing lighting that is um less realistic right and i just thought i don't know maybe it'd look kind of cool if i just reverse the lighting on the red and the uh black because mm-hmm. i think it adds it then it adds the contrast even further yes so yeah i'm really happy with the doors on the side oh the doors the door, are fantastic they're like black or black or red at the top but mm-hmm. then the uh, the stripe that's on the front of it is actually the opposite. I, I flipped it. Yeah. So it's, oh yeah, it's kind of cool. But, but thanks. I'm glad that you like it. Yeah, um, no, it's fantastic. I love it. I love, I love the, it, that it's not quite a black, but it's like a definitely a dark, dark gray that you went with. Yeah, totally. And, it, and it's nice because when you start picking the other stuff out, right? Like um, it, it, it dulls it right down mm. because it's like, Right now, it doesn't have any of the highlights. It doesn't have any of the the tracks aren't done. Yeah, the the highlights, uh, the chipping and stuff aren't done. So yeah, it's 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 a pretty cool effect. I actually learned it from Moggy McGee mm. um, a long ago. It's a very basic sort of uh, gray, working up to gray sort of black shading. But yeah, yeah, it looks awesome. Super. I I can't wait to see when it's fully done. I mean, those doors, those doors are chef's kiss man yeah and here's the funny thing about it is like when i did it originally mm. uh, uh all the transfers flashed <laughs> mm. so like only recently learned of like oh you need to like pre-spray with gloss because in the past i hadn't had this issue but it seems like the gw kits as of late maybe it's because i was doing it on resin kits before that it wasn't happening i suspect that's what it is but now doing it on gw plastic kits they have this like I don't know if it's a 3D printer or whatever, but it kind of gives them this like rough, sort of like uh, mm-hmm. rough kind of textured grit to the to the texture of the of the edges. Yeah. So that it's really hard to get the uh, transfers to actually go on without having like slight bubbling or like kind of a frosting effect underneath the underneath yeah, them. I, I can kind of see on the your front door that there's some frosting around the eye of Horus. So yeah. one of the things that I've been using has been uh, Microset and Microsol. Um, oh yeah, I, I use all that. So okay. this is the so like I do all that. But, yeah, yeah. But what happens apparently? I did. I only learned this recently. Is like uh, if you pre uh, spray it with gloss, mm-hmm. it evens out the whole yeah. Uh, and yeah the surface. So the Microset and the Microsol being part of that, but the Microsol only seems to go so far. Like. Literally, I have done transfers on like I like I have a Sons of Horus transfer. I, anyone who's listening is probably if you know Sons of Horus, you're mm-hmm. probably familiar with the uh, um, the Herald for the. Well, I guess it's not really technically a Herald, but the the banner carrier for the Sons of Horus mm-hmm. man squad model. Yeah, that oh, is yeah, yeah. infamously like the hardest thing to apply transfers to ever like every single one that i google image searched it was like it either didn't have a transfer on it or it was a very basic small transfer because they didn't want to have to put the transfer over all the chains and like the skulls and stuff like i i've done two of those and i've actually successfully managed to make the transfer look proper and it's like i actually did it over all the skulls and the chains and shit and i didn't use so much microsol like I literally probably did like thirty or forty coats of Microsoft. <laughs> like, oh, wow! To just get it to lay flat. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like so sucked in on the recesses. 
But with the plastic kits, for some reason, I've been having this issue. So I basically went and I poked holes in the in the uh, transfers and I used my airbrush to blow air into them and then I peeled them off mm. uh, and didn't damage the paint at all, thankfully. Holy and, shit. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I sprayed it with gloss and I redid all the transfers that were doing it and now they're like, they look painted on. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. That's I was awesome. like, I can't have this. This Spartan is a centerpiece model. I'm not. Um, yeah. No, I get that. Okay I 100%, 100% get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no corners being cut here. No, no. <laughs> like, I'm just like, this is like, I'm putting my love into this model. Yeah. So I've been working on that. I've been working on a lot of, uh, I built like a t- uh, some Just Air and I built a bunch of Reavers. I've been building destroyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I built a bunch of veterans, which I really kitted out to try to make them look very. Um, super Sons of Horacy. Like I've got 3D printed shoulder pads on them, and some like Cathonian uh, mirror coins and uh, chains and stuff hanging off of them, and some of the Legion upgrade heads. Oh. And then I put I put like pelts on a couple of them. Got chains hanging off of a couple of them, and I've given them all chain bayonets. So I want them to look like actual hardened veterans. Yeah, yeah. Gave them those. Uh, I can't remember what the bolters are called, but they have like the scopes on them not the square scopes, but the like round scopes to make them look like Bane strike bolters. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Super stoked. And I used those last night as well. And they're like pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, they're fun and cool. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, just a lot of sons of horror stuff. Um, I'm trying to basically build towards three different rates of war. So I want to be able to viably play, um, long march uh uh black reaving and i'm also building to do uh drop drop on salt okay i'm just it's just a lot of stuff i'm just kind of like a fruit fly right now and i'm just like all right i'm gonna like move from thing to thing and just (laughs) here and then it's a hobby adhd yeah exactly but i'm getting stuff done so it's it's nice because you're just like all right if i don't like force myself to work on one thing all the time i'll get more done on individual because i just get bored of working the same models sometimes when i'm not super inspired but uh yeah and then then i just also finished uh some tactical marines as well so i've got uh 40 fully painted tacticals finally um yeah so i'm just yeah plugging away got it's just never ending the amount of projects in my mind right now for Sons of Horrors is obnoxious. <laughs> I'm also building a Ribdis, uh, building a draw pot. I just finished uh, my second uh, first company, Dreadclaw. Like, and then I'm also working, <laughs> I'm also like planning on uh, building like a bunch of, because I have the, the rest of the plastic kits. Um, I'm still planning to build like 40 uh, Despoilers and oh, wow. another 10 Cataphracty and. I'm still working on like five just Aaron as well that I'm doing up with lightning claws and yeah. So been pretty busy all around. Jeez, yeah, you have been busy. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Not uh don't have any of those new chieftains in the docket? Yeah, so I do. Uh I actually I have three D printed um uh, a bunch of uh well I guess it's twelve <laughs> just for extras just in case. Um boarding shields. Yeah. And then I ordered the Mark V 
the classic, well, not I guess it's not the classic, but the second Mark V kit that Borgia World did. I ordered two of those. And I think I'm just going to use standard bolters for them. I'm going to use, I'm going to throw in some uh, 3D printed spiky uh, shoulder pads, some Chthonian mirror coins. And then I've also ordered the uh, two of the le- the new Legion upgrade head sets. Okay. So I'm going to sprinkle those in between my despoilers, which I'm planning to do like 40 of the chieftains, which I'm actually very excited because I think the Chieftains are not only a really cool unit uh, fluff-wise, and they feel they're like actually breachers, which I'm kind of stoked on because I've never done breachers and I've always wanted an excuse to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also, I think they're pretty cool on the table. <laughs> they're like, they actually seem really like uh, they got good rules. They seem really like fluffy and cool. But yeah, and then also uh, I'm going to split them between those heads between destroyers. Um, I've got five built. I have five more to build, but I'm going to mix some of the the more up-armored-looking Sons of Horus heads on them because I think that'll look pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, damn. I'm, the, I'm easily, like, the least contributing in this segment. Um, we were just getting into all the work that Craig's been doing because he's been fucking just off the chain, too. Yeah, I would like to say I've been off the chain, but I've been working on the same bloody 10 models. Actually, no, 1, 10, 12, 13 right now. Well, I've got, so as I was saying, um, so I've been, I've been going through all these different paint schemes for my Emperor's Children. I have, I have re, I've, I've all these test models all over my desk right now of different purples I've been trying. And... And I finally came across, and I can't, I can't remember. Uh, I finally came across a post on Instagram, and I, I wish I had. I will. I'll make sure I get the. the uh, was it El Ministria? Yeah, El Ministria. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, he showed a uh, technique he used to do in Emperor's Children. I was like, I really like the way it looked. Like it looked fantastic. Yeah. And he, I asked him, well, what was your paint? Uh, what paints did you use? And I had all the paints sitting on my desk. And basically I used a dark, well, I didn't have exact paints, but I had a dark uh, scale 75 Tesla blue. It's a fairly dark, not quite navy, but like it's a dark blue. Oh, I see this. Yeah, it's very contrasty. Yeah. It's like a yeah. blue into per- That's really interesting. Yeah. That's that. actually how I do my Blood Angels is I... Is this the depreciated one that you're talking about? Yeah, it's like blue and then blue and white and then the magenta. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I I actually, I do the blue layer before I do my white highlights for my blood angels. Really? Um, That's cool. Yeah, and it adds like a, it adds a lot of contrast to it. um, Like shockingly, so. Mm. (laughs) That looks really cool, Craig. That's, uh, yeah, I think awesome about that Legion is like that that scheme. It's like a lot like Alpha. I mean, any Legion, but like yeah. Alpha Legion, a lot like that too. You could just there's a lot of takes on that scheme that can vary mm-hmm. quite drastically. And the thing, like the thing is, like we're 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 going to be playing for like later Heresy, late Heresy. So I wanted to have something that transitioned between what we know in the 40k universe now, the the pink and the black, the hardcore like bright pink. Uh- and the yep. purple that they were in 30k or the purple right. 
And I thought this was a, a, a great way of doing it. I, I wanted something different. I wanted to challenge myself with my paint scheme. And I thought this was going to be challenging. I can I can hammer these this this color scheme out in I don't know ten guys in like a half hour forty five minutes. The the base coats. That just the yeah. base coats because it's spray yeah. all the blue. Come back once it's dry. Do the white. Once the white's dry, doom fire magenta. Bam, done. That's cool. And then it's just picking out the it's... detail. And then oh, I do a gloss coat and do uh, an oil wash on it. That definitely helps. I'll pop it out. The doing a gloss coat and then a dull coat, I feel like it really helps the colors, and it, it seems like it, it almost blends helps blend the colors together. So there's not the harsh transitions or harsher transitions, um, because the models look different from when they've been just freshly painted and they're dry to after they've been gloss coated uh, and then dull coated. Like there's a definite change in the way the color looks, and I think it looks even better after they've had the dull coat. Gloss coat it as a varnish, and then you immediately dull coat it after the gloss coat. Or are you saying you gloss coat it before you do the oils? Uh, I gloss coat it before I do the oils. Right. So that so that way when I'm, I'm when I'm I'm I, pin washing it, it flows right into the recesses, right? And then after that's dried, I then do a dull coat on it to bring it back. That's down. cool. I actually, uh, I mean, I think I sort of have tried it, but um, yeah, I guess I have. I guess that is a thing with oils. I, I forgot when I learned how to do oil dot filters. That was like part of it. I yeah. think I stopped doing it. <laughs> I think I kind of forgot that was like a step in it because of the models I started doing it on were so small. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's cool. I, oils are super nice because they um, they have a really natural ability to just fill the recesses yeah. super nicely. Like way better than an ink ever could. Oh, 100%. Like, Hundred yeah. percent. Like I use um Titanicus uh, Malinax nights. Yeah. Like just kind of like dull them down to the way that, that my uh, heresy scale ones are because mm-hmm. and it's just literally a wash and it's amazing. I'm like, wow, it adds so much depth. Like it's just one wash, like over the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really does. It, it it gives the models the depth that you you lose with airbrushing, right? Like with when you're painting yeah. a model with a brush. You can create those shadows. You can create those, um, the 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 the, the, sh- the shading and whatnot. With an airbrush, you can still do that, but not in like the fine detail areas. And that's where um, an oil wash comes in massive, and you know is a game changer. It really gives that model the depth that um, you lose from airbrushing. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting because I think there's a very high skill ceiling with airbrushing. Um, I know that one of the CK Studios courses was literally devoted to the idea of like, we're going to make you airbrush a model and we're going to have you do the fine detail work with the airbrush itself, which is crazy, right? No brush work. You're airbrushing the teeth. And they were just like, as like, I just so you understand this, there is a very high skill ceiling to this. You can do things with the airbrush that you don't realize you can actually do. But you're right. I know what you're saying. Like it's for the average airbrush artist. It's, including myself it's like yeah there's a there's a cleanness that comes with the airbrush and a uniformity yeah. but it's not gonna allow you to yeah you're not yeah, gonna go 100 and then and 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 like i'm i i consider myself a decent airbrusher like i i mean i i my my i know how to lay a flat or a nice color i know how to get you know transitions and whatnot that's come with practice but i mean yeah doing the and fine probably- detail stuff no nah, i can't i'm 
know if the paint is too thin you know if you're yeah. too far away from the model you know it. yeah it's like there's a lot of like in, yeah, intuitive yeah yeah aspects. intuitive stuff that you learn just from years of painting models with an airbrush yeah and it's the same with with brush you know with using a brush i i'm not as talented with a brush as i am with an airbrush um right and i could use more practice uh i just find it very intimidating to get the same results as i i get with uh an airbrush tedious and it generally takes more time as yeah. well i think it's, yeah it's a lot yeah 100 percent. and then alex is just being so silent well, you guys have a good rhythm. I don't need to get in the way. <laughs> I'm just enjoying my Negroni, thinking about making another one. Oh, damn. So. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely make another one. Did you try the Boulevardier Yeah. No, I keep. Uh, I, was, I was out with my dog today, and I remembered, and I was like, oh, I haven't got that wild turkey yet. Your Sons of Horus look really nice, Craig. It's funny because I'm 100% going to copy the shit out of these shields. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was I was like, oh, I might do the shields where they're fully black. And now I'm like, no, I like the stripe. And then oh, you've yeah. got the cool XBI and the. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. a real sucker for using cool uh, angles and stuff with the transfers combined. Just mm. like do this cool little, like, all right. Yeah. With my Malinac stuff, I like to do a lot of stuff with the transfers where I'll do like. Uh, uh, like a cor- one corner is a red, one corner is a black, mm-hmm. and sort of like set things. But then I'll like invert the transfer colors, so I'll throw like a red scorpion on the black one, and then like a black scorpion on the red one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just love doing shit like that. Yeah. And the these these shields are definitely like great. What? And that was the thing. Like I changed up my my style. Um, for my sons of Horus, there's an an old versus new model I, I threw up. It was two Tartars Terminators, and I yeah, really like that. Was just literally I sprayed them with um, Sons of Horus Green. Uh, the for- went back when it was Forge World, like the Forge World paints. I think yeah. the, what we got Loop Cal Green and and, oh, green, yeah. and then I just the washed paint. it with uh, just the regular green, the green wash, and I, yeah. it was fine. I was happy with it, but that was yeah, also six years ago. The definitely the new one is also like the true like quote fluffy Sons of Horus color like yeah. my green is really bright and like it punches you in the face yeah but it just it that's what I want it to be but uh-huh. yours is like the color from the black books like yeah yeah like like yeah exactly that's what I was aiming for yeah really cool and this uh, Zyphon looks really nice too. Man, yeah, I was that, looking at the siphon. That pitcher doesn't do that siphon uh, justice. I I, I, I knocked it out of the fucking park, and I don't know how I did that. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Like, it was just like, like it was just one night. Like, <laughs> literally, I did this model. Alex and I were going to have a game. Um, it was going to be Sons of Horse versus uh, Raven Guard. And I was like, I need to have some air support. I have no air support. So I took... A Dark Angels Zyphon, a second Dark Angels Zyphon I had was just like, <laughs> popped the wings off and just sprayed the wings as quickly as humanly possible. And then yeah. like did all the detail work in one night and popped them back on. I was like, this looks fantastic. And I was just doing this just to have a painted model on the... That's hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I wish really? I had, I kind of wish I had inverted the uh, colors now, but at the same time, that the, the teal 
green teal color is just it it pops. I'm not trying to yep. toot my own horn, but it, like that's one of my yeah, most. But toot toot. But toot toot. But that's one of my. That's like <laughs> one of my proudest models. I love that model so much. I loved with the Air Force stuff. Like when I did my lightning, um, I used like this sort of navy gray color, mm-hmm. just these stripes, and it's like they're nowhere else in the army, and it's a tiny detail, but for some reason. I just loved it was just the idea of like oh I can sort of do something that evokes imperial navy with these because they're lightnings so mm-hmm. we're assuming not piloted by Astartes. Yeah. This is going to be like auxiliary support uh humans or I guess in reality it would have been a uh servitor surf or whatever. something. Yeah. But, yeah. but like they were yeah, a legion so. surf maybe yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but something that was just like I could do something that sort of signifies its imperial navy as opposed to like, um, just a standard sons of Horus thing. And I and I think the reason why I say that is just because I think your Zypho on the fact that it's like the hull of it is black is like kind of a cool touch because mm-hmm. it makes it look a little like unique in that sense. Yeah, I I mean I I do like to play like my Spartan. That I'm, I run in my Sons of Horus is the the center hull is black and then the track sections are the green and yeah. and, and that was because I was using that for my um that's my Just Aaron's ride and I wanted it to stick out compared to like just a you know everyday you know Spartan but I also wanted to still have ties to the rest of the army. So that's how why I did the the track sections, the sidewalls in the green, just to that's like cool. balance in between. So it's like you know it's important, but you you know like it's still tied to this army because sometimes like yeah. like with like the just there and they're black and they're red and they stand out and I get that like you want them to stand out from the rest of the army, but um, sometimes I just feel like I I still want to tie it in. Um, yeah, and that's why that's why I did that with my uh, my Spartan and I yeah. mean. I plan on getting another Spartan for it and just having it for like uh mass amounts of troops, like the spoilers. Like I would love to have a massive squad of the spoilers and a Spartan just pouring out. Yeah, that's cool. I've got like I've got a green Spartan and I'm like, um when I get the red one done, it's like the red one will probably be the one that gets used more often yeah. because I want to use first company stuff in it. But I'm like, oh, it'll be fun to run the green one sometimes and just be like, whatever, I'll just throw Cataphracty in it. Yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, like you said, a big giant squad of the spoilers. Yeah, fuck. I, I still are, love uh, that. Go ahead. Are Mastodons assault vehicles now? Uh, must be. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. They are assault vehicles. I've already checked. Yeah, probably put a lot of the spoilers in one of those so <laughs> so i have i have a mastodon and i was going to use it for my dark angels and then i realized that i have i can fit it in three thousand points in my world eaters nicely uh yep. and i have enough troops to jam into it and i was like and it, it isn't it is an assault vehicle still and it's yeah, the fact that the Melta guns are actually something you can do something now. Yeah, exactly. Compared to what they were before, oh man, they were they were pointless. It was it yeah. was literally just going to be a like it was just there to transport a large number of troops deep into the heart of my enemy and let them pour out and kill whatever they 
wanted to. Uh, it's funny, like the I, I I have the Kratos, right? Like yeah. I'm sure you guys might have it as I well. I don't have one yet. I do, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like I've obviously magged it, and the first time I used it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna run it all Volcate because mm-hmm. the Volcate's awesome. And then I started getting weirdly just like, oh, that melted gun looks so cool. And then it I was does. like, melted gun, and I'm just like, dude, this thing is like pretty awesome like this is gonna be fun to use like and yeah i haven't i've only used it twice and the first time i used it it just kind of got iced out by a uh bellblade an iron warriors bellblade oh, okay but, like, uh it's pretty freaking good the, the reason why i'm just saying this is because it's very similar to the main gun on the uh mastodon okay the longer, the longer range yeah, yeah. that Dude, Melta, like multi-shot Melta is really good now. If, if you have someone who's running something like a Spartan, it puts them in a position of like, uh, it's tough because they're like, well, if I go towards that thing, <laughs> I'm very well just going to have to like either get out and charge it Mm-hmm. Or try to stay inside of the Spartan, and then that you're and weather that storm. Shoot their Spartan, blow it up, and then they're going to get out and charge the guys inside the Spartan. You know, like yeah, I think that's great because that's kind of what the Mastodon should be. It's like it should be scary to get close to a Mastodon, and I think now it actually will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I really like. I like. I like the changes on the Mastodon for sure. Um, I think you're going like, to see more people taking it. Like, like a Spartan is like super vulnerable now. Like a Spartan's four hundred points and can be a, can be immobilized and can also be stunned, mm-hmm. which I noticed. Yeah, and the stunned is actually effective now. It actually does it. something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. It's like holy shit, my four hundred point tank can get stunned now. Like yeah, and then but now you're like okay, seven hundred point Mastodon suddenly seems like way more competitive with that, which I really like. Well, and that's the thing, like. On top of it, you can put multiple squads in it. So you can have more than one squad. So, Of course, yeah. Like, you'd have to, right? Uh, Dreadnought only takes up 10 spots, and that thing holds 40 guys. So you can have two 15-man yeah. despoiler squads and a Dreadnought. Just... Yeah, totally. Like, into totally. your into your opponent's um, front line, right? And yeah. in relative safety. Like, I just love the idea of even just all the spoilers where you're just like, you play like a game where it's objectives and you're like, instead of sitting on your own objectives, you're like, fuck you, I'm coming for your objectives, bitch. <laughs> I'm up and just fucking like, yeah, a million spoilers come out, like, get fucked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to build this. Just real like, fear to tread, Mad Max, oh, yeah, Mastodon, yeah, one, like Blood Angels just making a run in it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just the chaplain on the top, like, fucking smacking guys off the roof. (laughs) (laughs) That that scene is amazing. Uh, Flank it with a couple of uh, Melta Cannon Predators, maybe. (laughs) Just up the Melta. (laughs) I haven't haven't played with with Plasma yet, specifically Plasma Cannons. Has anyone actually used a Plasma Cannon in the new edition? I've heard they're pretty all right. Um, Plasma's interesting... Because my view on Plasma is that it has basically become sort of an anti-Dreadnought weapon. Because mm-hmm. um, it's just as effective as it would have been before against that. Uh, I mean, if a Dreadnought had wounds, obviously. Yeah. But, like, 
Yeah, I haven't used the plasma cannons. I've heard that they're all right. I have used a plasma gun squad, but that's about it. Okay, how did that work out for you? Well, it was Sons of Horus, so... Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, no. No? Because, like, well, because you're losing death dealers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, you've, you've gone down, like, the AP4 thing, I'm totally cool with, that's great, but then it's like, you lost the Ballista Skull 5, and it's like, that hurts. Like, yeah, because I... I okay. Vastly I have, less effective. I have a squad based around that that concept of Dreadnought, or Dreadnought, or Dreadclaw, Plasma, get into yeah. my opponent within 12 inches of my opponent, and get that Ballista Skill 5, plus, you know, back when you could get uh, War Master's portion, now I'm re-rolling one, so it's like, get fucked. Yeah, exactly. It was the alpha strikey, like very fluffy, like we're sons of Horus. We're going to drop down the first turn and try to kill everything right away. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Try yeah, and survive exactly. this. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think plasma is still good. It's cheaper, right? Yeah. But uh, people aren't going to like it as much because it's just not going to be the go-to for everything anymore. But I think plasma cannons are probably still pretty fucking good. And, and in a game yeah. where blast is, uh, there's no longer an abundance of blast weapons. So by extension, every single blast weapon is now better than it was before because getting a blast weapon is harder. Mm. Like havoc launchers in this edition, I kind of think they're actually all right. I've been taking havoc launchers on tanks that can actually like shoot at multiple targets. Yeah. Because they're they're actually all right. Because it's just like you're like, oh, I killed like three Marines this game with like a havoc launcher. It just paid for itself like twice. Yeah. Because and your blast weapons are kind of hard to get. So, also, I think the Contemptor Gravis plasma cannon. I really want one. Yeah. I, that large blast seems fucking great. Yeah. My <laughs> my my plan is to put um a plasma cannon on my dreadnought because yeah yeah, yeah. I, th- I I feel like. They're, it just I don't know like it is it is badass. What is it? Yeah, exactly. Five inch blast it, now. Like I have a, I was thinking a havoc launcher and a plasma cannon. Because oh, yeah, you're shooting at the same things. You're like, oh, it's gonna be anti like infantry. Like, yeah. Okay, havoc launcher, second blast. Not only does it look really cool, you're just like getting a slang blast weapons. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh... Alex. Yeah, I'm going combi grenade launchers yes. for my blast weapons. Nice, because uh, I'm I'm doing a Tartarus Terminator command squad, so obviously not as resilient as like a Cataphracti one. Yeah, um, and the Blood Angels Crimson Paladins like didn't get the retinue rule like a lot of the other Legion specific Terminators did. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of kind of got ripped off because I mean like their literal existence is like cool. We're like the ultimate protectors of like special yeah, things in the legion yeah <laughs> a lot better though now at least like uh um, yeah they are yeah they're they're pretty good oh they're actually good now <laughs> yeah i fought i used five of them to fight a contemptor and i did not lose a single one of them in the fight wow. um i lost two of them when it detonated <laughs> like, yeah that's what i <laughs> yeah uh but it also wiped out like four of his guys just because he rolled bad oh wow um yeah. I do the yeah. game I played yesterday. More Terminators died to blast than from anything else. <laughs> from like tanks blowing up, like <laughs> and dreadnoughts blowing up. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, like it, it actually feels like there's a, a consequence to a vehicle detonating. 
Mm. I like it. I like that Dreadnoughts automatically blow up too, where you're just like, all right. And cause, cause it's also great because it's almost like a participation trophy thing where you're like, <laughs> Dreadnought didn't do anything, but at least like when it blew up, it took two terminators or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Not awesome. Don't do anything. Like they're yeah. fucking really good. But like in that game yesterday, it was like I had one dreadnought that got like uh, you know nightmare nasty against dreadnoughts. And even if it's a sons, you know, sons of Horus contemptors and leviathans are generally really hard to kill in combat, especially turn one. But the yeah. night kind of counter that. It's really weird how it actually works because it's like, well, if you're strength four, you don't counter it because you still can't wound me. Mm. but if you are anything above that you're wounding me on fives so but yeah i had one and it was like well it got ripped apart <laughs> by uh, uh what are they called uh night raptors but then it blew up and killed like three of them i was like i get fucked <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome take that you emo nerds <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah that's that's sweet um yeah i uh i played a game this week too um i, I played one to kind of start sort of kickstarting the the push for beta garmin um and so i'm not using the i didn't use the blood angels which is kind of like what the whole thing was designed for but um i used my raven guard and i played i played word bearers for the first time and uh let me just say that uh, Mordathan, pretty good against a Maragall Dreadnought. Oh, yeah? Yeah, as in, I don't know what a Maragall Dreadnought does, because it didn't exist like... long enough to show me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually looked that closely at Mordathan yet. I know the basic Legion rules for um, Raven Guard, and I know the I know of at least one of the Warlord traits. I know the one where you get like plus two strength plus two uh, attacks and a challenge with a character. With the Warlord, yeah, with the other Warlord. It's only plus one, plus one if it's with another character, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I took that one. It did not help me, uh, I and I took dual Raven's Talents. I had nine attacks and a, um, uh, a Hammer of Wrath against Erebus, and I didn't fucking kill him. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so hot though. Nine. Oh, that yeah. Sense. Yeah. Cause the I Raven's talons give you plus two talent. attacks. Right. Oh, so I'm like, I'm jumping in. I issued a challenge. He accepted it with Erebus. And, um, so I'm four attacks base. I'm now six attacks base seven for charging plus two for the challenge. And, and I had the uh, the hammer of wrath, and I didn't kill him. Like he had one health, one health point left. Um, and then so we lost combat because he had a bunch of Galvor back and a chaplain with him. Uh, and I charged him with two assault squads, two fifteen man assault squads, and I I couldn't put a dent in those guys. Um, yeah, I, well, I put a dent in them, but not enough of one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Galvor back are really interesting because I think that they're like one of those units like you don't want to send regular infantry in combat with them but they're really vulnerable against dreadnoughts specifically yeah yeah uh, like they're still scary for the dreadnought too but it's just like you're like wow every time i wound you you kill one and they don't even have an invulnerable anymore so it's like but damn they're so scary like three wounds each toughness five like rending fucking shred like yeah yeah so it it helped him out um and honestly like he rolled really hot like i had two seeker squads like i put so much firepower into those guys at one point he was rolling like uh 
I think it was seven of the feel no pains and he got five of them. Oh God. Like five or six of them. And I was like, no way. Like these things should be dead. <laughs> like, um, yes. and, uh, and then, so he, he was like, all right, well, I'm going to take Erebus and the chaplain and these Galvor back and go clean up your, um, recon squad with a vigilator. That's been causing me problems. Mm-hmm. So the vigilator sniped the chaplain out and put him in the ground and then came up. So I challenged him with Erebus. I challenged the vigilator to Erebus again, but he had a Chernobyl saber, so he went before Erebus and killed him. Just like get the rend, get the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the rend, and then he missed the he missed the four plus, um, <laughs> but like sniped the chaplain like on the way up. So the vigilator like really punched above his weight on that one. <laughs> so he did kill Erebus. <laughs> yeah, he killed Erebus, and he killed the chaplain. Like, but he oh, sniped the chaplain out Snipe. first, and then as wow. they're like running up the so they're like running up the hill. He snipes the chaplain and then just takes his knife out and sticks it in Erebus. And then Galvorback like pile on him and just fucking murder him. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, but but he did yeah. he so did the like, universe a favor by killing Erebus. He should be yeah. praised. Yep. That'd be the yeah. part in the book where like this guy's a fucking badass. He just like sniped a fucking chaplain and then stabbed Erebus in the <laughs> neck and then he got ripped part by galvor back yeah he should yeah. be praised so, like you know i was writing i was writing my little you know after action report for the push yeah. for beta garmin like i was putting it into the form and everything and uh and the whole thing was to like put some story around gareth arendi and i was like fuck gareth arendi like this vigilator gets a name now like this is corin some i i don't know if i gave him a last name but um yeah i was like this is the guy now and i just i still wrote the thing from gareth's perspective um, yeah. as if he's watching everything happen. So I kind of had him like panic because he lost and then ran away from the Galvor back. So it's like he panicked having like flashbacks to the drop site massacre of getting torn up by Galvor back and then just left. And then just looks back to see like that one vigilator just fucking like sniping people like out as they're charging him before he just like dives on top of Erebus and gets piled on by a bunch of uh, Galvor back. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and it's, and it's killer. And speaking of the push for Beta Garmin, I've gone up like 40 participants today. We're like 140 people in that campaign now. Yeah, and really uh, cool. and actually Music City Heresy. Shout out to Music City Heresy. That's uh, next weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. They've they've actually asked to like roll into the campaign as well. So they're gonna that entire event's gonna contribute to the campaign. Fuck yeah! Awesome. Love yeah, those guys. There got or sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to see what stories come out of there. We had a local guy put one in into the group, Chris Charon. Um, I'd encourage everyone to go and read that. Mine's okay, but his is actually really good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he he's really taken some, pardon me, creativity with it as well, which I like. He played against White Scars. And he uh, he ended up like just murdering, I think, a group of Golden Keshig or something mm-hmm. with with yeah. his uh, Centurion Warlord and his like section of veterans. So yeah. now he's like, we're gonna steal their bikes. So now he's like creating a command squad on bikes and redoing his his Warlord to be on a bike, <laughs> to be on White Scar yeah. bikes specifically, <laughs> like. Um, and uh, and that's um, I'm so I'm elated. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, like, that's friggin' so good. awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm quite pumped, quite pumped about that. I'm quite I'm excited to see what else comes out of it. But um, 
we've got the first critical event, which is kind of like, uh, almost like in, um, uh, destiny, I guess like destiny would have like random like events yeah, on like yeah, a weekend. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, here's like this crazy breakthrough or something. And so it's similar sort of idea to that. Like it pops up and then it's like a short event for like a week. And usually it's like anyone can contribute to that theater of war. So I'm doing the ashes of Istvan because it's post Istvan post drop site. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone's receiving transmissions. Like you can go there and fucking hunt trader, hunt loyalists down or try to help get the loyalists off the planet. And, add a little bit of story cool. to your warlords. So I, I put Gareth Arendiz into that one. Um, it's kind of like the, the word bearers are just marching through looking for extra guys and he mm-hmm. sees them. So he tries to like take Erebus out fails. The vigilator cleaned up his mess. So <laughs> corn. Yeah. Um, I'll praise corn for he killed Erebus, yeah. the arch traitor. Yeah. Yeah. Or he tried to anyway. Oh, he you tried know to. We know he pops back up later, but ah, uh, the guy's the guy's like a tumor. You can't just can't get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. he just removed uh, removed his face for a second time. <laughs> <laughs> but I really liked playing against the word bearers. Like it was, I had never mm. fought against them before, so it was interesting. It was fun. It was different. Huge um, action seems. Um brutal <laughs> yeah yeah and there's legion rule of like they can't roll like their leadership can't go below like six is pretty good mm. like that that helped his ash and circle out i probably would have swept his ash and circle is that their, man it's funny they're one of my blind spots is that their legion rule they can't go below, below leadership six yeah is that it uh, no, I don't know what else there is in it. I mean, I can I, actually I can't check because Craig has my trailer book, but um, and the yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, I I need to like look at them. I know they're a unique Legion rule. I've seen like the stats on most of the units, the Galvor or the uh, <laughs> the Maragall seems pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It could be. <laughs> I had combi Volkites on my uh, Mordathan because um, they were like, I've been using those for a while because I kind of yeah. got tired of like rolling all the like flame Golden templates. Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, man, that is the move <laughs> for Mordathan in this edition because you can fire the bolters too, right? So um, what are they? They get, I can't remember what the deal with Mordathan is. So, you, actual, like... so for one turn, you can execute a fatal strike. And if you do that, all of your shots get rending four plus. Oh well, then yes, of course that thing is dead. That's the most anti dreadnought thing in the game. That's yeah. intense. Yeah, that's yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good. Uh, the Maragall is like a little bit stronger, I think, than the other dreadnought. So I didn't kill it like, nope. dur- during yeah. the fatal strike, but I took it down to like three health. And your minus one strength. Like okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, with that, it didn't matter. But then, like, you know, I, I he then shot at me, and I just shot. I used, like, the reaction to shoot back, and that was what killed it, I think. Right. Uh, but I, I had the whole unit also equipped to turn able sabers, so if he had They're charged attacked. me, it would have been done anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, he would have splatted, you know, probably three guys, maybe four guys, yeah. and then I just would have, like... 
I would have had probably eight guys, six guys still there with uh, three attacks each because they're based funny. two attacks. You all have learned this lesson, right? Where he, he, he now knows, like, okay, Mordathan, don't send this thing at them. And the Mordathan will very likely, if you ever play against him again, the Mordathan will die mm-hmm. very, very quickly because he will now be like, fuck those things. I remember the time they killed him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a one. It's it's a trick pony. I'm not getting away with again. No, but um, holy crap, that's good. I yeah, I didn't. I hadn't actually read their rules that closely yet. Yeah, and are, they're bliss, are they bliss to still five? They are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're uh, pretty oh. good. Uh, no. So now, like the whole legion gets shrouded six plus. So right. they actually lost their their shrouded. Uh, Is it because? Isn't the shrouded thing just for some units though? Like I thought that the terminators stuff had like a difference. Yeah, so it breaks out into like three categories basically, and it's like the um, falcons, talons, and hawks. I think that's right. Okay. Um, whereas before it used to be called by wing and talon. So the right. old rules was like if you were in infantry but not in terminator armor, uh, you got infiltrate and fleet, and then if you okay. had a jump pack or terminator armor where you were a bike, you got um, Furious Assault. So plus one to wound. Now it's, uh, if you have a jump pack, uh, or if you're in Terminator armor, um, or I can't remember if it's a bike or not, because I don't have any bikes, so I haven't used them. Um, yeah. You, you re-roll wounds of one on a turn in which you've charged. Right. Um, and then uh, if you're infantry, you get... It's very anti-Raven's Talons. Like, I was looking at that, and I was like, okay, that's an interesting one. But it's also, like, Raven's Talons are, like, your special weapon, which is a Shred weapon. So you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Shred and Rending 5+. plus. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, before they had Mastercrafted as well. So first edition, they were, like, Shred, Rending, Mastercrafted. That's plus that they don't have Mastercrafted. You know, you don't have to roll them like a nightmare every single time you roll the fucking unit. Roll them one unit at a time because each one has faster yeah um but also you'll actually get to like get them into a situation where you'll have more than one set because before dark furies like never made it to combat no yeah because like they had no involved saves at three plus armor like they weren't getting anywhere yeah um now they can get places and they're fucking scary um i haven't used them yet but holy god like they're Insane. for yeah. sure good now i'll tell um, you from my experience i've run just Aaron with double lightning claws yeah and if you combine that with say a little rule called rage it's pretty intense <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, it's three four five six seven attacks each on the charge yeah <laughs> that's things five uh ap3 with shred and rending and weapon skill yeah, yeah. Uh, each each dark fury. So uh, only only the chooser of the slain has artificer, but for some reason you can take like one of those guys per five. So uh, oh, so you can take two. Yeah. Um, if you have ten, but you can go up to yeah, you can only go up to ten. So if you go up to ten, then you get you can have two sergeants basically. Um, which is weird. Like they, they're actually like a sergeant. Like they've yeah, got yeah. another attack. They've got artificer armor and one better leadership, and a better weapon skill. They're actually weapon skill five. 
Um, the, but the Dark Furies are... Dark Furies? Yeah. Um, the Dark Fury, the base Dark Fury is uh, two wounds now with yep. two attacks base, but because Lightning Claws and Raven's Talons, when they're paired, give you plus two attacks, they're base four attacks. So they're five attacks on the charge yep. with Shred, with Rending, and five your wounds. two sergeants... <laughs> Your two sergeants are six attacks on the charge. Wow. At weapon awesome. skill five. So, yeah, they're... Uh, and the thing that's deadly. funny, too, is I, I was talking to my friend the other day about it, and I was like, you know... Because I was talking with the Justera and the Lightning Claws, and the, we were literally talking about the, uh, them and then talking about the... Uh, what the Raven Guard Terminator was called again? Uh, the, the Deliverers. Deliverers, yeah, and they're like they've trained the Just Aaron, and we were kind of comparing them as a unit, and uh, it was just funny because he's like, he's like, he's like, you guys have furious charge. I'm like, yeah, so they're strength five and the charge, and then we were thinking about it. And I was like, you know, it's kind of funny because the lower strength, when you think of the context of Raven's Talons, probably lends to them better because it's giving you rerolls. It's like you don't even want the like three. You want to re-roll the three for a five or a six, like so. Like Raven's talents are so good. Oh yeah, that. that's a good point. Yeah, that's Shit. a good point. <laughs> yeah, because you're just yeah. like, dude, like, and, and those those deliverers, right? Like they're, I think they're uh, fifty. When they forty points each, I think they're two twenty-five. Like they're they're a solid unit. Like man, those with Raven's talents, it's not cheap. I think it works out to fifty points each, but. That's gonna basically mulch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like even other terminators, unless they're like the top tier terminators, obviously. But like, if you're charging regular cataphracty or maybe even command squad terminators with those, like, dude, it's hard gonna be hard to fucking stand up to all that. Yeah. <laughs> Some <Awesomeness. laughs> Oh my god. Um, evil, evil, pure yeah, evil. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, I may just. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see what Black Shields come out with because I've been playing my Ravens for so long that I'd rather bust out like my Ashen Claws. Um, right. I was having a lot of fun with them. I wasn't winning a lot, but I was having a lot of fun. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, yeah I don't know. You, I hope they come out soon. Style, or I can't remember what those Raven called, but I remember there was like the. Um, Rule, the the bonus rule they could take everyone would just take the plus one strength and plus one top this one usually yeah uh, I I actually took the uh, the void one which um, one that was the one that like uh, it allowed you access to Zenith Deathlocks oh right um, and allowed uh, half of your units without dedicated transports to deep strike um so you you basically got like army wide uh, teleport strike, but mm. not just for terminators. I love how like weird that is too. It's just like oh, they can get these alien weapons, but also they can teleport. So you just get the vibes that they like broke into some fucking armory and like <laughs> yeah. seized yeah. weird alien technology, and they're just like we're teleporting in with our really fucking uh, bad to to fight because the, the death locks like do horrible things to the people who use them too like yeah like, yeah <laughs> yeah so you have to like after you use it so you it it shoots like two shots 
per each. It's basically like a Volkite Charger profile, but yeah, it, so instead of like standard deflagrate, it had Deathlock, which um, after like the the unit that you shot with it, um, however many wounds you inflicted against it, it would have to take a leadership check minus that. And then if it failed, it would immediately take D6 more wounds. Yeah. Um, which could all be saved normally. Like it's AP5. So you're still getting most of your um, most of your stuff. And uh, and then um, the per the unit that fired it would have to roll two D6 and roll above the number of shots that the death locks in that unit took. Um, equal to or above. So I only had two in there because I was scared of it. Um, and uh, if you, so I'd have to roll a four or higher on 2d6 every time that I shot that. And if I didn't, then I would immediately like lose a wound with no armor saves allowed. So if you had an invulnerable save, you could take it. But if you just put on like a regular tactical Marine, then like, the rule was called lethal exposure. Like the mm. radiation was just so toxic that it would just kill a guy in the squad for like shooting it. <laughs> so the guy shoots it like too close to his buddy's head and just like melts the brain inside. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, yeah, it's like gets hot on steroids. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very much what it was like. Um, so I ran, I ran two of those on a unit of cataphractii terminators with power axes uh, right. and Volkai chargers. And I would nice. teleport those guys in and then just sit there and like shoot stuff like crazy and wait to get charged and then just <laughs> hold the line and start chopping. Um, that sounds like that would be great. This addition to like, yeah, <laughs> like fucking unlimited firing bulkites and like death beams. And then also you can react like 18 times in a turn. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see how my Ash and Claws can go. Cause I haven't been able to bust them out. So I'm by chance seen the fan made doc um uh the uh le- uh what the hell is this guy's tag just clicking on this thing really quick to find his name uh the le- Liber obscurus i think is what he calls himself i haven't it's- read it i've heard of it it's very I read it. I read most of it. Over. It's very intelligent because it's just basically a port of the old rules over to the new rules. Oh, okay. So it's a good it's a good holdover, but it's very much like you basically just made the old rules and converted them over to the new ones. He didn't really have any flourishes on it or anything. Um, yeah, really good. But also, I'm not sure where you guys are stance on the. Uh, <laughs> The legacies of, her- of heresy. Uh, uh, I'm, is, I'm but... a little broken. I'm a little broken up about the uh, <laughs> lightning. Yeah. Um, because I I only ran a lightning in my ashen claws, and there's like a big section in book six on them, and it talks about how they use them a lot because they're yeah. like an old legion. And they don't have like tons of legionaries. So to your point, like usually a lightning is flown by somebody else and the Ashen Claws are a little kind of nicer, I think to their human folks um, because they're more in the interest of like setting up their own empire and mm. that's not going to sustain itself, which that's it does. It. Like it exists in, even in 40 K like persists all the way up. Um, and, uh, but 
their whole shtick was like they were shock terror troops like um before the before they found conrad kurz and the night lords became the terror troops and they were they they were always with horus and horus kind of used them as like his like i'm pissed off like send in the ashen claw um and then they would just like irradiate shit and use crazy tactics like there's a story about a planet that they come across where the planet clearly like told the ashen claws to fuck off. So they used kind of like lighter munitions from orbit to bombard the city, to drive everyone in the hive city down into like the underhive for protection. And then once yeah. they were down there, they sealed the underhive with nuclear weapons. <laughs> and they were like, all right, let's go down and get what we want. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, all right, let's go down and get what we want. Um, and uh, so the the perspective is, I think, like a few years after the heresy, maybe like five, six thousand years later. And uh, like a rogue trader is going through this place with solar auxilia. And the whole like the whole vibe is like, I am legend down there. And they're like, what the fuck is this place? And like <laughs> everyone that like just got mutated and turned into like weird cannibals down there. Like <laughs> that have like no eyes and like fucking run around on echolocation because they've like evolved. Um and uh and then like they finally they find like a pauldron with like the ashen claw on it and they were like, We should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like we should not stay here. Um like we need to leave. Like these guys were fucked. So I was like, Okay, cool. Well they use lightnings a lot. I was never like really a fan of the crack and penetrator lightning. Like when I ran it, like when I saw it ran, I was like, oh, I don't know. It just seems like such a one trick pony. Mm-hmm. Um, so in last edition, you could give it phosphex bombs, which were also crazy unstable. <laughs> like if you shot the plane and the plane suffered like a glancing hit, I would have to roll a D six to see if like the phosphex Oops. detonates and just blows the thing up. Can they uh, not still take the phosphex? Nope. No, they can. They can only take kraken penetrators. And you used to be able to take missile launcher racks, which could fire frag and crack missiles, and you could upgrade it to have rad missiles for fifteen points. So I used to do that. So I took like phosphex bombs and rad missiles, and just flew around like being a dickhead. Um, <laughs> yeah. They. Can, yeah. Um, well. This same guy did do a balanced pa- pass on that document. Oh, okay. Um, and I will say I've read it over like thoroughly. I've read every single unit, and it's uh, vastly superior. So hmm. if you, if anyone is out there and is just like, hey, like I hate the Legacies of Darkness thing. I own one of the units that has just been nerfed to a point where like I basically can't use it. Um. A la something like the uh, uh, what's the what's the the ass ram called again? The, oh, the assault ram. Uh, yeah. The like it fixes yeah, the Cestus, the Cestus yeah. It like fixes a lot of the stuff. It makes the lightning a little. It, it brings the cost of lightnings and the other uh, aircraft down because they're obviously overcosted. And like it makes the uh, regular Bane Blade style tanks like points costs that they should be and then it brings their frontal armor back up to 14 and like drops their hull points down to nine so they actually function like they probably should i think their hull points are 10 but yeah so if anyone's like out there fucking like me that was just like i'm not using this document this is terrible (laughs) i don't i just want like someone to balance past 
past this, so it's more fun. Uh, yeah, they're out there. They're good. A lot better. That sounds fucking rad. Um, we'll have to check that, that one out for sure. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's good. Yeah, I got I got asked about it. Uh, I think the iterators asked me, and they were like, "Hey, you gonna use this for LVO?" And I was like, "Yikes! I'm already taking like a lot of harassment. I don't want to put fan made rules in." In the first year of the new it's, edition, like with uh, LVO specifically too, because it's like it's not your thing. Like, and I yeah. know I've been on those pages. Those people are very, let's call it passionate. And yeah, not, I was gonna say opinionated, but yeah. Said, <laughs> yeah. but there's also just some dickheads in that group. I have seen guys that just are like the biggest. Like I have already sworn on your show a bunch, so I hope it's not too blue to just say complete cunts. Like. <laughs> to deal with certain people that are just like they talk to tos like the tos owe them something and you're like all right sir well you just don't understand how this works do you because <laughs> i'm not getting paid to do this so like if you don't like it quite quite frankly fuck off like that sort of thing like i yeah. get harassed on lvo uh and aj you know aj and uh i assisted uh, LBO in 2017, AJ ran it. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely are like a little bit familiar with that crowd. So I get why you'd be hesitant. Um, yeah, I used the Mournival ones last year, um, yeah. and uh, it was the same sort of thing. Like there was a small group that was vocally outward against it, but with kind of like a new influx of people, right. and want to like really shock people and be like, hey, uh, everyone who's brand new like also to make sure that you know this right <laughs> like so i was like we'll take a pause for a year on it and then i figure by that point like mournable will probably be like all caught up yeah that's totally fair and like again it's not it's it's that's your event it's a thing you're hosting out of yeah so yeah it's it's cool i get that i think for our event i've kind of decided that at very least I mean, i'll tell you know I, we haven't decided officially but i think we're going to definitely be pushing that at our next event like um i'm going to talk to aj about it but i can't imagine he's going to disagree um yeah. it's just like i'm not happy with that <laughs> pdf like, <laughs> yeah like i'm so not uh yeah i won't pull any punches i think that pdf is embarrassing and i'm upset that forge will put that out and i it's insulting and it just pisses me off it's like yeah they put zero effort into it they could have given that to the community too and just been like hey what do you want they could have allowed someone in the community who had a half a brain to write that pdf and they could have put yeah it kind of feels like they were just like uh oh yeah we forgot all this shit um well we kind of have this like play test version just put that out yeah basically that's what yeah, i got from it i guess so I guess you're probably right. It feels like it's like before the fucking first play because you know the playtest rules leaked, so we sort of know like where it, the game was at version whatever one. Yeah, but it seems like it would have been even before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. How does a game play cost 750 points? Explain to me. This yeah. is inferior in every way to the 650 point tank in the Astartes list. You're just like okay, like what <laughs> yeah yeah I, I feel i feel you bro um but that's probably a good transition to you've got an event coming up mm -hmm. in october yes. tell us about it yeah okay well you put me on the spot so give me a minute here because i want to make sure that i get dates right and stuff 
Okay. <laughs> but yes, yeah. we do have an event coming up. So I don't know. Some of your listeners may be familiar. I imagine many are not. Uh, I'm a member of what we call the Boys of the Golden Throne, which is another Canadian uh, heresy podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're out of Victoria, British Columbia. And we host events. Uh, we've been hosting events since I think 20. I don't know. So like 2016, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our events are generally more narratively focused, uh, social sort of gaming events where they're not um, maybe as heavy as uh, Alex's narrative stuff is because <laughs> I know it's pretty nitty gritty into like the very specific, uh, this is the setting and these are the allowed units and stuff like that but yes we've generally done like these big events our first event was like 20 people maybe our first event was more like 16 people and our second event was like 20 people and we've had like 30 person events since then and then uh, the last one we ran the last mainline one we ran was a 40 person event oh wow it's huge yeah That's huge yeah yeah and so people it's pretty amazing because people have just been flying out from basically across North America. Um, got lots of people from Washington, people from like we had people from Texas, we had a person from Kentucky come out, all these different places, really cool. Um, but yeah, so social sort of heresy based narrative events, and we have one coming up in October. I'm just completely double checking the dates because uh, I didn't preload this up. I'm sorry. That's okay. I also don't know the dates, so I can't help you out. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's the Saturday and the Sunday of October 15th and 16th. Um, it's at the uh, Nanaimo um, Convention Center. Mm-hmm. So Nanaimo's a little bit, bit outside of Victoria. Uh I should also preface this with the saying that event is sold out. So it's a 36 person event. So uh, currently, and we have a waiting list. So um, if at the end of this, this is something that interests you, uh, you can email us at uh, botgtp 30 uh, k at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll put you on the waiting list. I think we've currently got like three or four people on the waiting list. And there is a potential that we might expand to 40 people, but we haven't, decided yet because it's basically uh table availability we're trying to figure out but uh yeah so it's gonna be a two-day event um it's gonna be less uh narratively focused i think than our past events because with the new edition we stripped a lot of the extra stuff out that we used to do uh because (laughs) new rules covid break uh, a lot of stuff happened yeah. and I think in AJ we're just like okay we kind of want to unwind a little bit and be like alright let's run something that's going to be a little more um, streamlined let's say because it's a lot of work to run these events and the way that we've done it in the past has been with like like I wrote like man they're so crazy like I did like uh, character uh, progression sh- rules <laughs> Like at the end of a game, you could select a character or a dreadnought, and like they could get a special rule. You'd roll on a chart to give them something. Um, done like points of interest 
stuff where like you would find something on the table if you controlled it at the end of the game you would get like either like some form of relic like a special weapon which would give you a card that your character had that they could use or in some cases we would give you like a mechanic unit or something like that that you could use in your future games mm. so we yeah. see it really nitty gritty but like this edition we're like alright we're gonna like step back a little bit so it's basically just gonna be a team based narrative event uh, and it'll be on fully painted tables fully painted armies uh, and it's gonna be in a setting where you can drink a lot of beers if you are that kind of person which most of us are <laughs> and play fucking heresy with cool dudes we've got a really good community around here um and the people that generally come out to our events are awesome so just basically i guess uh yeah if you're looking for some really fun heresy just sort of semi-casual semi-narrative sort of uh, event um, yeah, send us an email. We can put you on the wait list. Uh, we have a Facebook page, uh, The Boys of the Golden Throne. And if you do find that, uh, we have the event listed there. And if you click on that event, all the information is on there currently. Um, it is going to be a 3,000-point event. Uh, it's going to be a two-day event. And it's going to consist of five rounds, three on the first day, two on the second day, pretty typical and um later start on the sunday i would hope yeah yeah i think i think <laughs> yeah. yeah it's been a while but I, I do think it's a little bit later on the sunday perhaps but it might not be because i think uh because it's in the nymo actually aj's uh, schedule so yeah but driving a, back I, yeah generally like everyone's gonna drive back so we're like oh let's get out of here as early as we can so uh yeah that makes sense basically it and like but i yeah regardless it's just like fucking it's our events are awesome like uh, there's there's good prize support this is very much for us going to be a um reset sort of thing it's nice because it's kind of a reboot to our events and mm-hmm. we're also like typically our events so this is at kipper's melee and um nanaimo which is an actual sort of gaming convention they'll have a 40k event there and they'll have uh, a uh I think they have Age of Sigmar. They have like the Star, whatever, the, whatever the Star Wars games are. I don't know. Legion, yeah, Legion. I think, yeah, yeah Legion. Yeah. yeah, and then um, so, but uh, typically our events, we've like moved away from that. Uh, the last few that we've run, we've run them ourselves. We all the prize support is covered by us. All the tickets, everything, all of it goes into the venue and the prizes and all that kind of stuff. This is a little bit different, so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but with that said, it's like kind of cool, I guess, in that sense, because it's like in a big ass cool convention center, and it's a oh, really yeah. good, really good event space. Like, there's a lot of space, and there's like you know, we have bar service at every single one of our events, but this just has like I don't know, it's just kind of cool. It's like they have more of a selection because it's an actual like convention center, so you're getting like maybe a little bit more options than at the Legion <laughs> for for what you could drink and stuff so yeah yeah uh, i i can't see anybody like at the legion understanding when i go like yeah can i get uh, a negroni please no probably like probably. fresh orange slice <laughs> i mean it's just a one 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 cocktail so you're like well but i might get it it's pretty hard to fuck up a negroni but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um 
but yes, totally. So if you guys are looking to get on the waiting list, just email us at botgt uh, 30k at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll put you on the list. Um, but also, I guess last thing I'll sort of plug is boy, the Boys of the Golden Throne is our podcast. Um, we're not as regular as, uh, <laughs> as Alex and Craig here. But, I don't even know if you can call us that regular. We frequently just like miss an episode. Yeah, we've been doing this bi-weekly for two years, and we're not at like fifty episodes. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Like, well, fuck, we've been doing it for I don't even know five years, Dude, five six us, years. I think five years or something. Yeah, maybe six. And it's like, what are we at? What's our last episode? We're at fifty-seven. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I post a lot. But we, uh, yeah, if you like the cut of my jib, which I don't know why you would, but. Oh, you're hey, awesome. Your... Don't, don't, I don't, don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't say that. We don't take ourselves too seriously. And we're generally just like, we like to fucking play Warhammer, be super nerds and fluffy, dumb shit. And uh, <laughs> while we do it and potentially smoke and smoke the devil's lettuce sometimes while we do it as well. So. Hell yeah, Lucifer's cabbage man. Yeah, that is my spiel for our sweet event that's coming up. <laughs> yeah, dynamite. Um, yeah, I I keep forgetting to email you guys um, to get on. I, I don't know if I can come here or not. I'm supposed to go to um, Scandis, and I don't think I've got enough credits okay. in the significant other bank. Right. To, yeah, to, yeah. Definitely. To traveling. Get your actual email address. Uh, that's like I can put you on the list, but I want your email address, so just email us. Um, but All yeah, right. you can, yeah, you'll. I should uh, should do that right now uh, before I forget. <sighs> I yeah, and I think good good time too. Like uh, it, I don't know, it's it's an interesting thing when you're uh, <laughs> you're trying to organize people and you're trying to set expectations, but when you're doing it from a third party. Uh, the way that we are with kippers, there is a, it could be a little bit harder to get communication out there because you have people signing up for the event that I'm not necessarily as, um, right. Like I'm not in personal communication with as much mm-hmm. but for those, you know, anyone listening, right. Like if you go on the Facebook page and you, you'll read the event, like we, uh, we very much set, <laughs> we have a spirit of the event thing. We will always put in our events. The spirit of the event is that there is a general, don't be a dick rule. Yeah. Um, and the, the reality is like every competitive is different to everybody. I have no problem with people who are wanting to bring synergistic cool lists and want to just play. Like if you're a good player, that's fine, but we don't want like net dick heady net lists. We don't want people like playing like dicks trying to make the other player have no fun like or, or not caring about the other player having any fun and just trying to crush them like and i think that goes without saying in the harrison community but we mm. do like to like there is a distinction between our events and the tournament you're not a tournament so yeah keep that in mind if anyone is interested in coming like you don't have to worry about it being that kind of environment <clears throat> um we do try to like keep it relatively uh <laughs> you know fun yeah yeah consider it for all parties like yeah that's right exactly. 
Yeah, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it sounds awesome. And uh, I saw that that terrain that you guys were playing on uh, a little while ago. And if that's going to be present, I don't think I'm going to be able to wear shorts because I'm going <laughs> to find a lot of people. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm currently looking at – I'm on Expedia right now looking for a flight just to see how much it would cost me to fly to Victoria. I have a flight credit, and that's kind of like Let's really – mm-hmm. You guys are in Edmonton, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I think it's like three bucks. Ninety-eight dollars round trip. My good lord! Yeah, yeah, that's hard to say no to. Um, I might, crazy. I might, I might be putting myself on that list. Uh, just a heads up. Um, because yeah, ninety-eight bucks—that's nothing. That's <laughs> well for a flight. That's 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 not bad at all. I mean, I may have to pay for carry-on because it's Flare Air, but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you will. Um, yeah, I know. I, I know I will. But at the <laughs> yeah. same time, it's ninety eight dollars, and that's with taxes included. That's everything. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't burn my flight credit for that. No, I <clears throat> no. God no. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd rather go here than go to wherever Korea. Or the, the yeah. Uh, well, my flight credit was like for Toronto. <laughs> Um, mm. oh. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, uh, cause I, I, I've got like a buddy's wedding to go to on Labor Day long weekend. And, um, so I had that all booked up and ready to go. And, uh, we just got like a new VP of our company. And so September 1st, uh, which is two days before Labor Day long weekend, yeah. I now have to be in Toronto for meetings for that. Um, Oh, damn. So oh. I was just like, okay, well, I'll call and cancel my flight because now I'm still going to be there for the wedding because my meetings are like before that, but yeah. now work covers the cost of the flight. Mm. So I have nice. a flight credit. So worst case scenario, if I don't, if I come to uh, Victoria, because <clears throat> you were almost going to come here before, I remember, <clears throat> for work. Yeah. Yeah, I will probably in... Actually, it might be in October. Uh, if not, it'll probably be November because okay. uh, we've got a we've got a rep that uh, like not, covers I'm the just, island now. I guess yeah. I should not say that because it's like COVID <laughs> is, you know. But let's just say optimistically. Hopefully, it's not one of in Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm hoping hoping it's uh, done and over with. Yeah, that sucked. Um, Cause I was better too. Like, uh, and I was supposed to go to a massive conference. Like it was a very important thing for work. And like the day before I had to leave. Um, and that, that was the weird thing about my COVID too. Like I had tested negative four times. Um, and, uh, and then my girlfriend came back uh, from a trip and she had it. Uh, she was starting to feel sick the day before I'm supposed to leave for Victoria and uh, and she's like, will you, will you do the test for me? I go, yeah, sure. And I go to like stick the swab up her nose. She goes, no, you got to swab the throat first with Omicron and then both nostrils. So I swabbed her throat and then both nostrils and that thing lit up immediately. And Ooh. I was like, oh, well, just... shit. I was like, I better, I better uh, scrub my throat out here. And so I scrubbed my throat out and then both nostrils and I had the line. Um, my symptoms were already done, but I was within 14 days of being in the States. So I'm like, I can't like travel. Like I still could be contagious, even though I feel like a hundred percent. And so I was just like, I'm just not, I'm just gonna do the right thing and stay home. So then I was just under quarantine for like another five days um, and didn't get to go. And 
Got to watch all my coworkers have a fucking blast at this national conference. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was looking forward to it too because it was like I don't remember where we were gonna meet. Um, I think we were gonna have cocktails somewhere, but yeah. Yeah, it was that uh, that bourbon place just down from where were we staying? Uh, we were staying at the Fairmont. Um, so there was like a, a cocktail bar, I think two or three blocks from the Fairmont, because it was within shoelace distance, within stumbling distance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I had I had the reps like book their dinners like around that too. <laughs> I was like, I'm busy this day. Book anything not on that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you're gonna come down either late November or early October. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'll I'll, uh, I'll be be there for sure at some point here, and I'll I'll make sure that I I try to. I can usually stay for a weekend, so um. Well, uh, I'll bring a carry on full of goodies. That's we'll, awesome. we'll throw down, and then get hammered on. Uh, <laughs> Negronis and uh, what was the, the one you were saying? It starts with a B. Boulevardier. Boulevardiers, yeah. Uh, for some reason, I had boulangeries in my head, and I'm like, that's a bakery. <laughs> that's for sure not a drink. <laughs> it's where you get eclairs. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Um, Cool. Uh, what time are we at here, Craig? This has been a blast. I've oh, completely lost yeah, track. We, I've, I've lost track. Uh, 41 here. <laughs> fuck, uh, almost two hours. That's probably good. I don't remember what we were going to talk about on this episode. but We just ended <laughs> up shooting like, the shit. I feel like we did a good job. <laughs> yeah, people will be entertained. That's all, we, <laughs> yeah. that's all, that's all they need. Yeah, so. uh, I feel like we still hit, hit all our markers. Um, Hobby talk, push for big Garmin. Talked about that. Uh, that's the boys of the Golden Throne event. So blown away on the push for Beta Garmin. I know I'm kind of tooting my own horn, but man, like I've got, I, I was expecting like maybe 50 or 60 people, um, and we're at 140. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's awesome. Pretty crazy. Uh, and, uh, it sounded really cool. It was like one of those things where I'm like, oh, I wish, I wish I had someone that I feel like I could more consistently play with, but I also just wish I wasn't lazy. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, if you ever do something like this again, I will commit to like, I will do so that's, that's the beauty of it. Uh, big John, you don't have to like really commit to it. You can do it even more sporadically than you said your podcast is done. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just poking fun. Um, totally. Yeah. Uh, it's just, just accurate or <laughs> <laughs> like we have like we had like almost a six month period with that episode. oh wow was it that long do you know if sons of heresy is still doing stuff i know that's way off track but i'm not they sure used, they used to be one of my favorites um because their episodes were always kind of focused around their ongoing campaign right yeah it's it's interesting it's like a lot of them i and i start there's a lot that i just stopped listening to as well but it's like yeah it's like radio free s fans like bumped out too a long time ago yeah i remember uh, that they like just shifted when there was like a price increase yeah they were like did fuck you guys still, they kept it going and they were just like we're out fuck you we're out yeah and now i'll never get to hear another industrial accident story again oh yeah <sighs> Uh, Craig might have some. Craig might have industrial accident <laughs> stories. Um, uh, well, I, uh, I, 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 no, not. I'll, I'll do it some other time. 
I do have stories. Of course I have stories. <laughs> yeah, I have an industrial accident story, actually. Um, I was yeah. I was traveling for work. I worked in the mechanical industry at the time. And I was I was at our, our head offices. And we had a foundry, like, next door to the office building. And uh, so we're, like, eating lunch in the conference room. And everything just kind of, like, shakes. And we're like, what in the hell is that? Um, and then, like, maybe – and then nobody comes in, like, on time for our next sort of, like, presentation meeting and then somebody comes in they go you guys are still here and we're like yeah and they're like you guys need to leave and we go why uh and it's because one of the giant like smelting pots that carries the molten iron like fucking exploded oh jesus yeah and uh like you know trigger trigger warning i guess or like nsfw flag uh somebody died like somebody was walking in front of it like when it detonated um and just got like coated in hot steel. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'll give you my industrial accident story. The only one that I have in recent time. Uh, I work for a municipality in Victoria uh, for the parks department. And <laughs> our yard has uh, garbage trucks. Um, a lot of the garbage trucks municipally run out of our yard and we have a yard, uh, basically a big shop. We call it fleet that maintains all the vehicles and stuff like that for yeah. Sandwich municipality. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, last year, there was a day where one of the garbage trucks was, while there was a bunch of tape off, on the fleet building and there was a bunch of cops out front of the fleet building and there was a garbage truck that was parked and had like a bunch of like uh i guess you put like call like plastic bags and covers and stuff over it well some homeless guy went to sleep in a um garbage bin and got dumped into the truck and got crushed to death oh brutal it was like yeah, oh, like, yeah. and yeah, so they about that shit states all the time jesus that's so brutal. yeah was, that's my industry yeah that's, that's right. a bad one <laughs> I, I see i see uh i i watched like a video on youtube um or actually i think it was reddit and like they put the forks into the dumpster and then just like shook it up and down kind of violently yeah, yeah. So Until they, like people lo- like came out of it, like what in the hell? <laughs> like, and they were like, "Get the fuck out!" Oh my god, <laughs> that's like practically. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's also like it's kind of funny because you're like, "Well, it's it's kind of ethical. It's not ethical, but it's also kind of ethical because you're just like, get out of there." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably better if they got out and lifted it open and, and looked to see if there was somebody in it. But <laughs> like, so yeah. Of that, <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> I have one story that I can share. It's a quick one. Uh, I was working on a tower downtown in, in Edmonton. Uh, I'm an electrician, and they had a service elevator or a construction elevator on the side of the building. Um, there was no actual elevators inside the building, and this was a this is a, I believe a seventy story building can't remember how tall it was this was a number of years ago and well uh <laughs> i maybe wouldn't give i maybe edit that detail out because we only have like one 70 story building 
<laughs> Whatever. I don't. I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. Like, it's literally one. <laughs> it's only my mom listening, anyways. So yeah, exactly. But so someone was working on the the service elevator, the the temporary construction elevator, and he yeah. forgot to uh, lock Otago. And if you're not familiar with Lock Otago, it is where you actually put a physical lock on a piece of machinery to stop it from being turned yeah. on or used when you're working on it. That's it. Makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. he forgot to, to do the Lock Otago on the elevator. And he was working on it. He was servicing it. And someone called the elevator. And it came down and it took both his legs off at the knees. Oh, um, fuck. That, that reminds me of one. I, I wasn't, I didn't see this. I wasn't at it. Um, but, uh, I heard about it through one of the other guys at the volunteer fire department I was at. And so you'll have to forgive me if my details are a little shaky. Cause I heard about this like years ago. Um, but the guy was late for meeting us for a couple drinks cause he, he was close. So he ended up like responding to it. Uh, it was a young kid. He was a young welder, like an apprentice welder. And, uh, they were moving, like a fridge or something. Um, I, I can't quite remember, but anyways, they were moving something big and there was a cable that was nearby or attached to it. And the cable became like wrapped around this pole and taut. And whoever fucking was in charge of this site, their bright idea was like, well, let's just get the welder over here to fucking cut the cable. Ooh. Cause it was a steel cable. And right. like, the guy went through it, like, you know, used his cutting Blow torch, yeah. cut cut through it, and then the tautness of the cable caused it to fucking snap, like, final destination or something, and, like, took that guy out at the legs. Like, just severed. Um, I've, I've got way more stories like that. Like, my brother's very... a paramedic, but... <laughs> like... That would be, like, a lot. Yeah, that'd be, like, something way... For... Yeah. 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 Really... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. On a funnier note, I have a friend who's like a general surgeon, and most of his day is just removing stuff that got stuck up people's butts. Like he showed me some stuff I won't share on the past on the on the cast, but uh, I'll definitely tell you over like some cocktails. Um, yeah, he showed me one not long ago, and I was like, no fucking way. He's like, this took three surgeons to remove. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> and i was like jesus up, christ <laughs> like yeah i mean my brother's a paramedic so like you know i've heard like funny stories about that shit like he you know i, I he didn't respond to no maybe he did respond to it but there was a trucker and they like get over there and they're like uh okay man we're here like what's wrong and he's just like yeah i need to go to the hospital and they're like okay well um get out of the truck and uh and they were like I, but i need to know what's wrong with you like before we move you and he's just like, no, just take me to the hospital. And they're like, we can't move you until like, you fucking tell us, man. And the guy's like, uh, well, I was driving along and I had like a glass butt plug in. And then I hit this bump and I went up in the air and then came down and like launched the butt plug up into his ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, I, there's, he's like, I cannot retrieve this. <laughs> and so he's just pulled God, over on the highway. <laughs> like, and <laughs> calls an ambulance. Um, That's insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, punches a glass butt plug into his ass. Yeah. Because 
He's like, I'm a bus driver. There's an overhang. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, that one. uh, That's that's a good one to to lighten it up on, I think. But um, all right, yeah, check out the Boys of the Golden Thrones event uh, in October. Uh, It'll be be a good way to get your feet wet. Um, be sure to check out the push for beta Garmin. Uh, as I was mentioning earlier, you can participate as little or as a lot as you want, um, as frequently or infrequently as you like. Um, the Google form makes it quite easy and it's really designed to help you create a backstory of, you know, your warlord's journey throughout the heresy. Mm. Um, so it's really about kind of what I like to call the TSN turning points and, the really cool things that happen to them. So that way, when you get to say the fate of beta garment at Adepticon and we're drunk and doing um, late night Prater wrestling, <laughs> uh, you, you have something to say when you're announcing your Prater um, as he enters the ring. And, uh, and, and, and when you're at beta garment and talking to a guy, you don't know across the table, you don't have to be like, yeah, this is my Prater. He's got like a lightning claw and a paragon blade. And I don't know. Um, you can be like, yeah, this is um, Kasperion. He fucking leads like the 32nd host in the first sphere of the Blood Angels. And he totally stabbed this Joseph guy right in his penis. Like, right yeah. in the dick. <laughs> he yeah. Wants to pass my plug in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, that'd yeah. be an emperor's children player. Yeah, that's that's the entire yeah. If you yeah. stun an emperor's children uh, <laughs> land raider, that's why it can't pivot anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know the diamond butt like Fulgrim definitely has a diamond butt. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He's just rocking around with that full brass pear thing from that short story, just still in there. <laughs> 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 that one was a hard read. <laughs> Did this author just finish like Fifty Shades of Grey before he wrote this? <laughs> what the fuck am I reading right now? <laughs> yeah. You know how we get that demon out of him, right? We got to put more stuff in him. <laughs> so there's no room left for that demon. Yeah. Joke's on you, idiots. I got rid of the demon a long time ago. (laughs) Why'd you let us do this to you? (laughs) I just wanted to see how far you'd go. (laughs) His primary primary bottle, powered by the wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And then check out... Scandus as well. <laughs> this, Alex, you get through this. That's uh, that's uh, if you're Canadian, that's Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, my face hurts. <laughs> 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 you know. Little Legend Studio, check out his Patreon and his blog. <laughs> As well as Matt Kane at Broken Arrow 2000 on Instagram. Oh, and check out Crescent Edge Studio and Craig the Barbarian. And if you want to get at us, uh, make sure you hit us up on Instagram at the DAB Podcast or on Facebook.com slash DAB Podcast. Um, or you can email us at Death and Betrayal 
where you can catch me at Crescent Edge Studio and Craig at Craig or the Barbarian. Oh. Keep those killer fields up. Take care, guys. <laughs>